All right, guys, welcome to another episode of the Unknown Simplicity Podcast. Today we have Jackie Gonzalez. She's a licensed clinical social worker who specializes in the field of mental health. So today we talk about how fitness can play a big, important role in the improvement of your mental health. Okay, I want to apologize in advance. The audio was a little off. We had some background noise. I was driving in my car, and this was a phone conversation, so you might hear a little bit of noise in the background. Please block all of that out. Focus on the words. Focus on the conversation. A lot of good insight here. A lot of good practical advice. All right, so focus. Pay attention. Here we go. Yeah, it's been so long that we had to catch up, and we started talking, and we had a few things in common. And then the conversation got a little more deep. And yeah, I would like to maybe have you just introduce yourself and who you are and what you do. Okay. Um, so yeah, we reconnected. It was cool. It's actually funny, you know, how we were friends and like were simpatico on some of the things regarding, especially like mental health and, and fitness. But um, yeah. so a little bit about me. I am um, I'm a licensed clinical social worker which just means I am a social worker that practices within the field um, of mental health. So I work as a psychotherapist. Okay. And I've been in this field for about going on five years, but I have about 15 years experience in mental health and just human services. Wow. I am really, um, my area of focus or my area of interest, I would say is trauma primarily, but I do see a wide range of various mental health disorders, anything from anxiety, depression, PTSD to uh, personality disorders. And so, yeah, that's wow. a little bit about me. That's a lot going on. Right? That's like the number one thing in this world, right? Mental health is a big issue right now, right? Yeah, for sure. And a lot yeah. of people... Especially pandemic. <laughs> oh, oh, because the pandemic, you've seen a rise, huh? Yeah, well, especially after the pandemic, if we... Because so many things and so many factors were taken away from people, you know, mental health has always been a factor, but I think people really realized, you know, certain things, part of my routine, my schedule really helped my mental health. And when it was taken away, there's, you know, kind of after effects of it. Do you think people just maybe don't have, um, is it because they don't have maybe goals or something they're striving for to where it's almost like, when people that were in the military, they had that routine, right? That that set discipline, a set like very strict. And then when they're out right. the military, a lot of a lot of them just they just don't have that set strict discipline anymore, and they just they, they feel lost. Is that what you think is similar to that? I, I think that's a good, I think that's definitely a good comparison. I mean, when thinking of veterans and people that serve in the military, there's also a lot of other components based on what they see, if they are deployed, you know, if they're in war. So obviously there is a lot of, you know, that's where honestly a lot of where we recognize PTSD at first and then we're realizing that so many other things can cause, can be, can be traumatic right so like people that have experienced sexual abuse or things like that but to your point is that yes being removed from a routine from the schedule from any just regular rhythm of life when that rhythm is disrupted it can affect your mental health and i think that's the the aftershock that we're noticing in the pandemic is that routines were shifted adjusted changed and while 
a lot of us, you know, were resilient and pivoted and changed course and found ways to make things work or work towards other goals. At the same time, other things were affected or resurfaced, issues resurfaced because we were removed from our schedules, routines, and regular day of life. Mm. Wow. And so you, I think we spoke and you name, you, you work with mostly children, right? Or is that correct, teens? So, yeah, so children and adolescents has been um, the big bulk of, of the population I've worked with, but in working with children and teens, I've obviously worked with parents, families. So I would say my area, you know, my area of focus regarding demographic is primarily teenagers and young adults. Um, but I have worked with adults before doing that. I was working with adults, you know, in cancer care and in a different capacity. And wow. So I guess now the topic that I want to talk to you about how this can all relate is, um, well, first I'll go back to the tattoo shop. We were tattooing you and we were talking and we found out that um, you also run and you're also right. <laughs> a big believer in training and getting out there, yeah. getting some sun, just getting moving. Um, right. And also, obviously, I do that, too. I run every day and I, I'm big on fitness and that mental health as well. How do you think, let's just say running, just getting outside and just going out or maybe even walking? How does that relate to mental health? Like, How can that benefit you as far as your health? So, I mean, the thing is, to be honest, there's like so many studies yeah. <laughs> connecting to, so I wouldn't want to bore anybody with it, but there's actual, you know, chemicals in our brain that are activated, you know, serotonin and dopamine are a big one that are mentioned because those are the ones that, that send off pleasure feelings to our bodies. And yeah. scientifically it's shown that exercise any you know any form of activity to a certain heart rate can actually have the same effect as antidepressant so um walking running physical activity i think it's just a matter of first making sure that you're consulting with like a doctor or or, you know someone you're seeing to make sure you're you are able to depending if you have a health condition or not right yeah and then in finding the physical activity that works for you is actually just being mindful doing it for me like you know like you mentioned we were talking about our experiences with running specifically um i had such a mental block with running and i realized that that mental block really came from years prior when i was a kid i used to play sports you know i did softball soccer lacrosse so i played a lot of sports but when it came to the running, right? The assertion of that type of cardiovascular activity that came to, I was always apprehensive about exerting that energy because I had I have asthma, okay. and so having growing up with asthma and just having to take certain medications and things, and it really put a mental block because I, I always I always limited myself with running, how much I would run, or if I would even have the desire to run as a part of you know, preparing for those sports because I was like, it's going to lead to me having an asthma attack and I hate that and that's the worst thing that can happen is not feeling like feeling like you can't breathe, right? Oh yeah, for sure. So, all that to say, you know, just to kind of make the story short is that I, I did have this mental block from, from childhood and, 
you know, right around, I, I did run periodically before the pandemic because I, I was still maintaining an active lifestyle for the most part. But with running, when the pandemic hit and the gyms closed, right, because that was in New Jersey at the time. And I was like, yo, I got to do something. You know? <laughs> like, I, I, can't, I can't just, this is, I know I need to get out. I need, I need to be physical. Like, I know, you know, I haven't really ran like that, you know, on a regular basis. I, I got to start doing something. So it started with a little bit of walking. But then I joined my church. I actually had a, a running group. And I joined that running oh, group nice. during, during the pandemic. And being around, you know, for me, what it would involve is being in a community of people that were also doing doing that. It kind of it pushes you. And so once I was joining that group, I also found myself doing it outside and realizing how beneficial it was. And then in turn, also realizing that, you know, which I found out a few years before, is that I'm technically in like a honeymoon phase with my asthma and I haven't had any flare-ups in over 10 years. Oh, nice. And so... Yeah, so taking, taking, realizing that, okay, I'm not having the same reaction I did as a kid, and I can also build my endurance up to a point where, you know, realizing that basically it was possible, but it took certain factors to put in place to realize that that was possible for me. Yeah. Um, so while that might work for me, and, and I know, you know, for you, that's like a big thing for you, but run, I'm not gonna say running this for everyone, and but I definitely try to challenge people to find what the physical activity is for you that is going to be, you know, not only beneficial physically, but mentally for you so that you can feel those benefits, the less stress, you know, sleeping better, overall just mood. It just affects every part of your mental health. So if you can find a physical activity that does that for you, why not? Yeah, and I, and I believe, yeah, a lot of things we have in common too because during the pandemic, Actually, I think that's when I first started running too, actually. Or really, yeah. really, really getting out there and running. And it was with my my family and my wife and her mom. And we all meet up and we worked out and we went for a little run. And then it was cool, you know, we got out. And then a few months later, I found out I had a, um, I don't know if I told you, I think we talked about that. I had, it was called Mito. Ah, what's the word? Mitochondria? No. Um, yeah, the heart condition. Yeah, it was. It's minor. I, I believe it's minor. It's just some swelling around the heart. But anything to do with the heart, I don't know. It's something that we had to take precaution. But anyway, I was like, you know what? I haven't lived the most most healthy lifestyle in the past. I was actually been through a lot of stuff, and I did a lot of things that probably weren't beneficial to me. So now, at this mm-hmm. point in my life, I'm very, very focused on just um, making sure I live the healthiest I can, get out there running and push myself mentally and physically because like you said, challenging yourself, like running is not easy. Like some days you might wake up and have that mile or two or three run and it could be really difficult or challenging. You might not want to, you know, And but if you get through it, the results after you feel great. You're like, wow, I did it, you know? And um, we both ran a half marathon and you know that's challenging. <laughs> that's, that's that's very challenging. I ran my first one last January. I know you ran yours, and it's very challenging, but it's super rewarding. And now, yeah. And now I'm going for a full yeah. marathon. Oh, God bless you. It's just like <laughs> it's just like pushing yourself, right? Like it's uncomfortable. Yeah, sure. It's uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Some of the top people I follow in the world that may be super fit and live this super great lifestyle. 
they'll tell you some days they dread the next day because they know they're going to go work out and run, but they might not want to, (laughs) but they still do it. They still do it. You know? So did, did you feel the running helped you with helping others as well? Like you getting in that mind state? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, for me, you know, working as a mental health practitioner, right, (laughs) one of the things, it always comes up with every client I talk to, like physical activity, incorporating some type of physical activity, walking, you know, running, whatever they're able to find that works for them. And it actually has motivated me to say, okay, so if I'm telling clients and if I'm talking to them about this, I also need to be kind of subscribing to, to what I'm teaching. I know the science behind it. I know I've already experienced how it works. Why, why wouldn't I make this a regular part of my routine or and my day to you know day to day? And I'm not doing it every day, but just part of that routine and weekly schedule. Why wouldn't yeah. I do that? Yeah. And so it also gives me it gives me the ability to also relate to my clients. In the sense that the difficulty, like you mentioned, you know, people know that they have to, oh, I have to get up the next day. I have to to do this. I'm actually feeling that struggle myself. So it allows me to develop this empathy on a deeper level with the clients I'm working with. So because I understand the struggle and I can't really, you know, I can't obviously relate with all the issues or things that they've gone through. But if something like this is a mental block for them, if I myself am putting it into practice, it just allows me to connect in a different way with them about it no it makes sense that makes sense um and maybe do you have any examples or any stories of maybe someone previously or recently that like do, are there some people that you give this this schedule to and the routine and they they don't follow and maybe they, yeah, so they wish I'm, they did maybe later on or like oh for sure so i mean every I think one of the challenges, you know, in having worked with children and teens is having encourage, having to encourage parents to get their kids involved in some type of physical activity. So, as I mentioned, I've seen a lot of different, you know, mental health disorders. One of the one of the big ones that I've actually worked with outside of the trauma is ADHD. And so, kids with ADHD, you know, they have all of this energy, and and I always try to format that as a strength so if yes they have all this energy yes they're hyper they can be hyperactive and distracted and disruptive but if that if that if we're, if we're kind of re- redirecting that into a positive and putting that energy into a place where it can actually be utilized for good you know like a sport like a physical activity something like that as opposed to just focusing on the medications and the other things that we want to put in place we could actually help balance out some of the problematic behaviors by having them engage in physical activity. And I mean, the thing is, one of the challenges I face as a, as a working, therapist working with kids and, and teens is that sometimes, you know, and the parents were looking for the quick fix, right? And so physical activity and exercise, that's more on a longer scale. Yeah. Um, but I did find that, you know, giving a schedule, trying to help them implement routine was one way that, okay, if I'm, if I'm putting this on a schedule, if, you know, if the parents were modeling the behavior and doing the activity, that would make it easier for obviously the kid to do it as well. So that was one way I did it with, with that demographic of patients. Now with 
recently I have a client that I actually just started working with and she mentioned, you know, physical, she has a, a specific health condition and physical activity would actually directly benefit her current, her health condition. Um, but she always had like that mental block with doing physical activity. So, I mean, basically I validated it. I get it. Just trying to make any physical activity or exercise part of your routine is hard. But I think what happens is one of the big mental blocks is we think physical activity, and we say, oh, we look at someone else and say, oh, they're running, or oh, they're doing CrossFit, or oh, they're doing bodybuilding. I need to do that. And the reality is you need to find the the exercise or activity that works for you. Yeah. So I, I kind of helped reframe this and said, hey, I get it. It's hard, and I'm, I'm with you. But why don't you make... You know, I, the goal was, the goal is actually for this summer. She's going to be exploring different types of exercises. So it's more of a fun thing. Like, I'm just going to go on this journey of exploring difficult physical activities, and I'm going to find the one that works for me. It doesn't mean I have to commit to, I'm going to run, I'm not going to make an unrealistic goal and run five days a week, because I know that, I don't know if that works for me yet. But I want to try yourself the space to experiment and try different things instead of blocking yourself and saying i'm not doing that like they are you know what i mean yeah no for sure and it's easy to see someone else especially on the media there's a lot of fit people yeah. right and there's a lot of but what you don't see is all the hard work they put in before that the years and years of development you know like right it doesn't happen for overnight sure. and you see the the transformations too people that were super unhealthy mm -hmm live the crazy lifestyle and they transform themselves. But no, I agree. That's really good. Let them explore. And that's the big thing on the unknown, like the brand, I know simplicity, like you have to go and just explore every, like we talked the other day, everything's unknown, right? Like yeah. we're not going to know what you like, yeah. what you don't like until you try it. And, and like you said, running's not for everybody. CrossFit's not for everybody, but you will find something you'd like to do, whether that's going out in, in nature and just, exploring do some hiking or anything going on the beach taking a walk yeah everybody has to find their thing let me ask you from adults say someone like me too because i'm i'm very busy as you know have a few businesses i'm working on i have kids at home wife and i'm always not as much as i you know i'm, I'm running and i'm working out and i'm running the business and i'm active i could use the help too as well as my kids you know i i'm always down to learn so what is some, do you have some advice for me and other parents out there or just anybody listening, practical steps that we could take now that can help us out? So, I mean, obviously like the first, like first thing I mentioned is, is you know, definitely consult your healthcare practitioner, somebody you're meeting with, because I don't go on this journey and not have, you know, especially if they have a current health condition, not have some type of intel or or just advice from a from a, from a person in the medical field right because yeah. i don't want you to go hey you know you have a condition and you're going you're doing maybe cardio is not something you should be doing right now maybe you should be starting with strength training yeah. but i can't specifically do that for your condition so that that's always going to be my first um recommendation next is you know find i mean i think a lot of times what happens with people is we struggle because we're not doing it with like some type of accountability or maybe community or something, right? Mm. Some of us have enough determination to do that within ourselves, right? Like we can be disciplined enough that if I put this on my calendar and I see it pop up, it's going to make me do it. 
but be real with yourself. If you're not that type of person, you know, tell, you know, your partner, tell a friend, tell someone, like get somebody to kind of keep you accountable in doing that so that you, until you develop the discipline to do it yourself. And then I also just recommend to still be accountable to some extent with, with people. Um, I mean, if you have a therapist, you know, you can definitely make that a part of you know your goals when in therapy if you have a life coach there's a, there's so many different avenues of doing it if you don't have a friend or someone that you feel like you can be connected to um and then i guess my the last step would be is to kind of just find, like you know kind of like i said before is just find what works for you don't compare don't compare someone else's progress or what you're seeing on the gram um I would say if you're doing if you're doing physical activity, try your best to be disconnected from things, you know, within reason. So it is having those mental um, health benefits, right? If you're if you're walking on the treadmill and all you're doing is scrolling through Instagram or doing something that is kind of blocking, <laughs> yeah. from, you know, you're, you're seeing other people doing well. Don't it's not going to feed you in the way that it should. Yeah. And so, find what works for you. Don't don't compare yourself, your progress to someone else's. You know, make make goals for yourself, set objectives for yourself, and and find a routine and a physical activity that works for you. That's awesome, and I just want to bring up real quick before we close out. You said community, and that's something I'm big on right now. Like, just the other day on Tuesday, I went for a run. It was in Brickell downtown. My first time I went there, and it's it's in you know. Uh, in front of this hotel or something everybody meets up like a lot of people and you see different ages you see different weight different ethnicities and it's like we're all coming together for the same journey yeah. right we're all going it was a it was a 3.5 mile run i thought it was five but it was a three and a half mile run and we we run in sections so the slower people go first the medium and then the faster but everybody's there together lifting each other up it was very, very good. I, I love community-based um, stuff like that. So, yeah, anything community, look around wherever you're at. Everyone has something going on, you know, and right. and everybody's there to help each other. We're all there for the same purpose, to, to better ourselves. So um, that and authenticity and um, accountability, like you said, those are big things, too. You know, find someone that will hold you accountable, someone that you can trust. Mm-hmm. And then that's a big thing. Yep. I, would, I talk about that a lot. Man, that was really good. Um, do you want to maybe close out and tell people where they can find you if they're interested in finding yeah. out some more information? Yeah, for sure. So I, um, I'm actually in. I'm currently working for a private practice and getting ready to start my own practice. Um, yeah. So I'm in that transition phase now. And so if people want, the best way right now is actually email. Okay. So my. I'll say it real quick and then you could put it in the show credits. So it's J A C Q U I G O N L C S W at gmail.com. Perfect. Perfect. Man, Jack, thank you so much, man. You helped me a lot, actually. You really did. And I hope a lot of people can learn something from this too. And maybe, hopefully, one day we could do this again. Yeah, for sure. I'm down. <laughs> and then good luck on your new business venture and we'll talk soon. All right, sounds good. Uh-